These Pikachu pants make my ass look amazing. Huh? I've got Pikachu pajama pants, and they make my ass look fantastic. I'll, I'll be the uh, the decision about that. Yeah, I'm telling you, my ass looks spectacular in these pants. <laughs> booty, 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 boop, boop, booty. <laughs> Welcome to World One Runners Podcast. I'm your host with the most, the Nestle Wonderball, Mr. Eddie V. Joining me is the Red Velvet Nordic Beast himself. I want to say Red Velvet Naked Beast. I don't know why I keep saying that. But the Red Velvet Nordic Beast himself, Mr. Larry Giver. My foot looks like a GameCube. Dang! <laughs> <laughs> and joining us is the many, manliest minister of Maple. The principal of pleasure of Pinales. Mr. I'm not. I, Mr. Adrian Nieto. These introductions are getting sexier and sexier every time I come back. I need to go go out for uh, for longer next time. Yeah. Wait, next normally. Time like, the prime minister of porn stash. <laughs> not with that beard that he has on. Well, Adrian, mostly you get on us about, you know. You're like, oh my goodness, and then you feel embarrassed, but now you're, you're accepting it. Oh, oh that's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm too, I'm too sick and tired to, <laughs> to comment on anything else. The terms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're awesome. We love you. We miss you so much. Yes, everybody is the original three. Unfortunately, uh, uh, our professor Pansy Drop Sir Tony Zelikakis cannot join us, but we show him love and shout outs to him. Um, I know he's busy on Sundays. But, guys, what has been up? We're going to actually start with you, Adrian. What have you been up to, and what are you playing? Uh, well, you mean right now? Because I'm playing Zelda, so to speak. (laughs) Who's not playing (laughs) Zelda? But, yeah, tell us about, like, what you've been doing in Zelda. Catch us up. Or what what games have you been playing or doing? Um, well, actually, I haven't been playing that much, uh, Zelda. I've just, you know, a little bit here and there. Thanks to the Switch, it's, like, super portable, and I can play on, you know, the few breaks I get uh, from time to time, which is awesome. Um, but, like, other than that, I guess, you know, like, Rocket League every other night. Um, and that's it. I'm pretty sure that's pretty much everything I've been, like, actually playing and not, you know, pick up. Hey, this is really fun, but now I'm busy and then just leave for a bunch of time. Why are you and I not playing Rocket League regularly? Seriously. Uh, because I'm playing on the Steam. You're playing on the Crossplay. This does not matter. Yeah, but it's it's a pain in the ass to set up. We have to create like a private room and have a, like a password, and then we have to tell a bunch of people to get in. And you know, if it's only you and me, then 
it's only 1v1, which is not really fun. You're not getting it on Xbox One, uh, Adrian? No, I, I have it on um, on Steam. I might pick it up on Switch if it actually comes out. Well, the good luck with that. If it was going to be on they're Switch, they would have brought it up. They're looking at it. It's not going to be on Switch. Don't be a naysayer. Don't be a Debbie Downer, damn it. They had, they, had Apple, they had ample time to get that game on Switch. There's no way that that game is going to be on Switch down the line. They had ample time to do it. Oh, we're thinking about it. Um, Everybody is playing Switch. Uh, why well, you not going to... I'm like, it's selling out. Why would you not do it? Be like, you know what? Let's get this game out for the summer. Or, you know, make a... Good their community if it's on the Switch. Yeah, that's the that's the big issue. And, like, Nintendo, like, needs to go after those games. And, you know, like, now that the Switch is selling well, maybe they're looking at it like, oh, now it is actually worth but, our time. But I... Which I understand. I mean, as a business, you have to take, you know, the... The the right opportunities and the yeah, right but choices. Isn't, you can isn't, just... isn't the development kit only like five hundred dollars? Yeah, we don't know kid. that though. But there's they, still... yeah, they announced it. And and said no, that... Capcom Capcom said something about it, but it hasn't been confirmed. Like nobody else has said the price of it. And, and they have what twenty four million players. So I'm like to have that game on the go with friends. I'm like that would be a you would make. Probably double the money on Switch than you would on any other system. No, I wouldn't go that far. No, I yeah, would. That, that's a, that's a big. You've got thing. a limited number of consoles out in the wild as it stands right now. Well, like, granted, yeah. it's throw, but you've still got to look at what's actually there and yeah, make but, sure financially it will make sense. But you got to think about it. To in order to play Rocket League, you have to be either to PC or you have to be uh, on your console. With Switch, if I want to play Rocket League on the go because I feel like spending some time and I just feel like playing with a friend and I just jones it to play some Rocket League, if I could do that on the go, I'm going to do it. And I know of people who are picking up Switch will automatically pick up the game. Well, yeah, I know everyone, though. I would totally double dip for that. Yeah, but same, not necessarily but... everyone will. But exactly, like not everyone would really do it. Larry and I, because we really enjoy the game, and we, you know we want the Switch to succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not everyone is gonna, you know, pick up the pick up this just to, you know, just to play. Um, however, you know, with uh, if if I can if I can actually play it and not spend that much data on my phone, uh, I think that can actually you know sell well for. Not only that, too, but, you know, I I do think that there is an opportunity to expand on the the opportunity of local multiplayer, Mm -hmm. as well as the fact that you've got two two controllers with you at all times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, However, I was doing the math. uh, It will be impossible to play with. uh, Well, not impossible, but it will be really tricky to play with uh, uh, with just one Joy-Con. Sideways, like you don't have enough control over it. Well, people would normally bring their uh, pro controller. I don't think they. Yeah, but if you're like if you're on and about, you won't really bring your pro controller. Oh, people been bringing their pro controller. I could actually see that problem resolved by using a motion control for the camera, a la uh, Splatoon. 
like keeping Which the joy cons on it. Oh, I don't I don't I don't want no stinky motion controls on Rocket League. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm literally just talking for the camera and if you think about it half the time the camera doesn't matter because you just spend it with the the camera locked on the ball. Mm. Now if you want to fly properly. Well, I'm just saying it's an option. I don't know. We'll see, but like I I I I you know, as as much as I would love to have you know, Rocket League on the go multiplayer with just a side sideways Joy-Con. Um, it will be more complicated than to do so. Like, I, I prefer just, you know, just give me full regular controller support first. Give me the actual game. And then if you want to spend money on making it work with just one Joy-Con, sure, more power to you. But give yeah. me the actual game first. And that's what I just feel. See... They should have, the Rocket League should have already been on the system. Oh, well, that's oh, that's on Nintendo, man. Not really. I, like I mean, not, I mean, not not really, because that means that I mean, because that, that means that Nintendo should have been going to them to get Rocket League instead of them going to Nintendo to try to get Rocket League put on. Because I think they would have worked well with Nintendo to see if they could get it on that system. Yeah, but like why would because my thing is why would Nintendo have to do all the work? Sony and Microsoft didn't have to do anything. Yeah, but Sony and Microsoft don't have anything to prove. But I mean, see, well, that's maybe, but see that's the problem. But see that's the problem. That's see that's kind of unfair to me. Is that why Nintendo have to work to get games on that platform, but not Sony and Microsoft? And then the games that's on Sony and Microsoft, the, depending if it sell well or not, you know who well, knows if they're gonna pick it up Nintendo or not. Where with success in terms of third parties. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you and then you see the community and you see people telling the people at Rocket League that they want the game on Switch. So if you got more people talking about how they want the game on the system and no one really said anything about Rocket League when it first came out on Sony uh, platforms and stuff, because you put it out for free on PlayStation 4. So if you're seeing people saying that they want it, that's at least something promising that'd be like okay if we're getting a lot of requests for this game um maybe we should try it maybe maybe try to see if you could get a, a demo at least out or do some polling or some research and see what goes on because people gonna be like i want this uh, like if you put rocket league out of course a lot of gamers are going to expect a, a cartridge copy they're going to want the game. Because, like, Rocket League uh, physical, like, for Xbox One, PS4, has barely moved any copies. But I think for a Switch, I think... Was there a physical for Xbox One? Yeah. Yeah. Xbox One and... Yeah, Xbox One and PS4 got physical copies for Rocket League. Well, God game yeah. of the year. Double dip. Game of the year edition. It has, like, all the DLC and the stuff. Because it's, like, twenty nine ninety nine. Uh Yeah. That's a problem, too, because it's 10 bucks more expensive. Yeah, but you get all the DLC though, so like, uh, I think it's a fair price. So, that being said, why are we not talking about and bitching to get Hearthstone on Switch? That would do great there. With, oh shit, uh, Blizzard! No, Blizzard's not going to try to put anything. Blizzard's Blizzard's not known for making console stuff that well. Oh, they're not, but it would still do great on there. Uh, actually, actually, the, one of the lead designers for Hearthstone said that they they are having those conversations, so um, uh, might be coming. I mean, it's 
I mean, it, it just, it makes sense. If you're going to say that everybody's been coming in our job, talk with the switch in their hand, isn't that a good sign? Your employees are coming in with switches. Yeah. And that, that definitely helps when, you know, the, the whole office is playing around with it going, yeah, I can see this. Right. But it's blizzard and well, yeah, about that. Um, to be and, fair, Blizzard doesn't exactly have a great track record on console anyways, but that is the, it's a little bit different, you know. I could easily see this just in terms of layout. Um, you know, it's it's not the standard fare in certain senses, and I think it's in the right senses that would work great for something like Hearthstone. Uh, do, you, do you know how easy it would be for people who are going to BlizzCon to be like, of course, they'll have their, their tablets and they'll have their PCs and stuff. But I'm just like, if you could get that full content on Hearthstone on Switch and you see all everybody at BlizzCon playing more on their Switch with that game, it's it's a guarantee to be a good seller. I, should, I would jump on Hearthstone if it came to Switch, even though I don't have the system yet. I think um, part of the issue for things like Rocket League and Hearthstone on Switch, though, would be that they would probably need to put some time into working out an offline mode, you know, something that's not dependent on a network connection but can function just in a split screen or in a uh, in a local network setting. Well, that should be easy. These are things that these games don't necessarily do, you know, right now, and it, it could take some adjusting to make sure that those things translate. I mean... Blizzard should know more. Blizzard, it should be easier for Blizzard because they have space doing stuff online, offline. You, they, you're, you're a company who make a whole bunch of games for PC and mobile, so you should know how to do this stuff. Rocket League, yeah, because it's an indie studio, it may take some time for that. But like Blizzard, that should be easy, and, and no way, and no way of fat or I cannot think of that saying. Um, there's there should be no way that they have a problem trying to get local play local uh, or single player or or local co op or whatever on Switch. It shouldn't be that hard. Oh, but you have to remember that those games are not designed for offline. They're built from the, from the ground up for online only. So like it's it's a lot of work to you know change the design but to make if, it fit. Now, are you, are, are you saying it's ground up? Okay, so because it don't have no local player, uh, it would be hard for them to do. Because it shouldn't yeah. because they it have to take more effort. It takes, yeah, it takes more effort, more time, more resources. It's it's a lot more complicated than just like, oh, yeah, let's just add local co-op where, you know, one person is fighting the other person. It's it's more more complicated than that. Then how long do you think it would take? Because it shouldn't take them that long. They've made games that that's deal with local players. Yeah, I understand that the Switch is new technology. Um, but it's not. It's not really. It's not really that. Heavy. It's it's the the those two games are built for online. They're not built for for offline or single player. Rocket League, yes, you can play locally, but you don't play locally to for for. Uh, you don't play locally as a party game. You play locally as we're both gonna hop online. That's that's the quote unquote locally 
multiplayer that they have. Well, yeah. Um, the same with the same with Hearthstone. It's an online car game. It's it's not like it it's it the design have a single has, player. will have to change. It, uh, they don't have a single player, so the design will have to change to support uh, that local play and change the design of something just to fit the one console that they don't know if it's gonna be. You know, if it's gonna keep selling like it's doing right now, it's it's it might not be worth it. Like, unless unless these things start selling like the Wii back in the day, mm-hmm. then sure, let's put money because that machine is a money maker and we can get the money back. But if it's not, I mean, if it's just uh, the same as the Wii U, what's why? Why would you bother? While the Wii sold well, third parties on the Wii historically didn't fare all that great. Because they didn't. Know? They didn't. They. They didn't. Per- Part of that was their own fault for just shoveling out crap. Yeah, right. exactly. they did but mostly ports that put on genuine good stuff. Didn't necessarily fare all that well because everything surrounding it was crap, and so everyone kind of approached it with a look of, I don't know. And most of the content was missing, so it's just like, why even put it on Wii U if you if you're not going to treat it as the other systems? Why even put it on there? You know. And, and I, that I think, like, cause like, okay, no one bought Need for Speed. No one bought Need for Speed on PlayStation Three, Xbox One. What makes you think that they're gonna buy a game that's that's a, a year or something old on Wii U and charge sixty bucks for it? That doesn't make sense. EA, using you guys for a good example. Yeah, but that's 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 where I'm liking I'm liking Nintendo's strategy of. Hey, we're gonna be going after like we're gonna battle every game that comes uh, that wants to come into our console, and they're going, they're you know giving money to like in developers and third parties. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, bring this product because we want this one specifically. We don't want something else. We just want this one right now, and they're giving money to those, and that's why they have to go. They have to go after Rocket League. They have to go. Uh, I mean, Hearthstone. I know it has a big like. Uh, uh, player base and it will probably do well on switch but it's also like i can have it on my phone i can have it on my tablet why would i install it on switch i mean because sure maybe but because it would be uh, there's something there's something about going to cons or going to you know maybe on the well the flight it would have to be single player but you know going to conventions going to bliss kind of stuff and not having to worry about having to get a paying for a, a connection or you know or going to McDonald's like that. If I if you have your own switch and I have a switch, if we want to do Hearthstone, we could be able to battle without too much hassle or anything. All we got to do pull it out, turn it on, and play. Instead of trying to worry about... There has to be the financial draw for the third-party developer. Yeah. And that's what they don't know for sure is there yet. What the thing about it is is that, and I say this, said this in the past to many people, I think the Switch is going to... I think the Switch is going to make Japanese developers more money than they will do Western third-party. Because Western third-party is so much stuck in a rut of releasing the same thing over the content, the ideas, the DLC, the gameplay, like they're they're not trying to bring out new IPs. They're not trying to go out the box of um, doing different genres or something. So they're stuck there, and 
Yeah, the it would be. Developers are stuck in a special kind of rut too, because every game coming out for the last three years is a Dark Souls clone. Well, yeah. Yep, I, I agree. I, I agree with you with that. Yeah. I, Which I, there really needs to be a better term for that genre than Dark Souls clone. Yeah, but but if you look like at Platinum, of course, yes, they do a lot of beat 'em ups and stuff. But you know, Bayonetta two was such a good a good fit for them for working with Nintendo. With, with it Platinum. was and it sold like crap, huh? It was and it sold like crap. Yeah, because it was on the because it was on the Wii U. Nintendo courts, you know, Platinum for it gets Bayonetta two. Nobody came over and bought it. Pretty much, yeah. And the so, thing about and the thing about it, it took it took Game the of the Year. Way. That's the crazy thing about it. It took Game of the Year because that year didn't Destiny come out on 2014? No, I don't remember. 13. No, Destiny. Destiny came out in 2014 because it came out in September. It had to be. I'm pretty sure it was 13, but maybe I'm mistaken. Either or. Well, it doesn't matter. Bayonetta, Bayonetta. The problem with Bayonetta 2, as cool as a game as it is, it, it came out of the Wii U. But <laughs> that was its doom. But but see, that's the thing about it. Bayonetta would have been doing if it only came out to one platform. Bayonetta. See, that's the thing with Western third party that people don't understand. They need two systems in order to sell a game. Look at. Uh, oh really? Yes, they do. Horizon sold a crap ton of copies. And I mean, yeah, because older. that's. I mean, because that's first. That, okay, that's first party. But I'm saying third party. You see how you see how well that Sony marketed Horizon, you know. So I mean, that's good. That's good market uh, marketing. Well, the gameplay, the game. Huh? Yeah, but you're it's not first party. That was still a sizable seller on one console. Which one? Which one? First one. No, which which game are you talking about? Titanfall. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, that it came, came out, out on, well, on Xbox One only. I mean, it came out on two systems, so. Not but, the first one. First one was Xbox No, it came out for 360 also. Uh, yeah, no, that checks out. At least, right. Okay. It came out yeah. And it came out uh, for because it, it, and also PC right I think I don't it, remember this on 360 nah, not on PC but I, uh, yeah I it, was it was a dumb down version though but. oh I know it was a it was a leading game on Xbox One yeah yeah so yeah there's there's that and I think the people have, the problem that people have with Titanfall though is that they wanted the single player which was actually shocking to me. About that, I was just like, "Wait, y'all don't care about single player in Call of Duty?" But I do. Well, yeah, but I'm just like, you guys buy Call of Duty and because and everybody hype up, um, hype up the multiplayer. So and people say I buy Call of Duty for the multi multiplayer. So why with Titanfall do you need a single player game? It's like. Well, because the thing is, the, the, the problem with games that don't have a single player is that you don't get used to the controls if you just hop online and it really starts destroying you. And that's the big thing. The single player it helps as a tutorial mm-hmm. to learn how to play the game and to get used to the controls before hopping online. Uh, Rocket League gets a pass because it's so easy and stupid that it doesn't really need anything else. You can just hop online and you will lose, obviously, but you you'll get the game right away. 
you'll understand within three minutes how to play the game. Learning the yeah. physics. Yeah. Oh, the physics will take you time to fine tune, but your controls you'll understand in a matter of minutes. Well, if it's basic driving, hitting reps, and timing, it, that shouldn't take long. It's just down depends on the physics of the ball. If the ball gonna go in or not, <laughs> depending on your how you hit it and what angle. Oh man! Yeah, that's something that you're gonna learn by playing more. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's part of fine tune learning the game. I might get upset because I might cut it off and be like, I'm just about to go play Twisted Metal or something <laughs> and blow out the cards up. Uh, yes, everybody, I I need to buy Rocket League. I know, and hopefully, yeah. and hopefully, we'll do a World One One Rocket League playthrough, and I'll get destroyed because then. I, Depending on what whatever I'm looking at or playing, I'd be like, "Ooh, something shiny." Yeah. yeah, that's that's a thing. Adrian, what else have you been playing? We got way sidelined. Well, uh, no, well, nothing really. Just just that really. Rocketly. Uh, what's your progress in Zelda in Breath of the Wild? Uh, I want to speak to that until the book club. Oh, I mean, well, can you? I won't. I won't talk about that until the book club. <laughs> well, only only reason only reason why I'm asking is because you heard where where me and uh, Larry and you caught spoilers on me. I don't know why, because uh, I did nothing. We did nothing spoilerific, but um, but pro- progress progress in uh, have you like really got? Like about fifty hours into the game, seventy hours into the game, like how? Oh, like you want to know the time? Yeah. Uh, I have uh over a hundred and fifty hours. Okay. Fantastic. I I am curious again, staying away from spoilers for you here, but are you pushing more in the narrative, or are you just poking around exploring? Oh no, I've been exploring like crazy. That's did you just say you finished Twilight cr- like crazy? What? No, I've no, been, exploring been exploring like crazy. Oh, okay. I heard Twilight. I'm like, you been? Tw- I'm like, did he just say Twilight like Vampire Twilight or Twilight Princess HD? Oh, I will. Oh man, like I, I, I don't think I can ever play another Zelda game. I can. <laughs> That's oh God! Now stupid, stupid long tutorials. Just get out of I, here. I could, I'll, I could easily. I'll play Oracle of Season or Ages because I love those games. Uh, but everything else is just a big nope. I I need to finish seasons. I have seasons and ages, but I need to finish them. I haven't uh, got a far enough. You know, I'm gonna own up to it. I haven't played any of the seasons games. You should, Larry. I think you're gonna uh, really enjoy them. If I'm honest. Yeah, I know. Uh, I might actually scope that out once I get my new 3DS XL. Uh, sure. We got the Pikachu one at my job, and I want it so bad. It's because I don't download anything more onto my current 3DS until I get it replaced with the new one. Uh, should I? But that's fairly soon. I have to actually change my. Uh, I have to put my new 3DS whenever I get it. I got to put it to the current my Nintendo. So when I buy games on it, I can. Uh, get that because i'm not transferring anything over on my new 3ds i'm keeping everything uh that's digital on the game keeping everything going that 
I paid too much money for my uh, Zelda 3DS. Yeah, I don't have any special edition 3DS. I just want the new 3DS XL so I can, like, properly pocket some Super Nintendo stuff. I've got a Superboy, and I love it. It has a great nostalgic feel to it, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of want a, a simple portable super solution. What is funny, they're now appearing back in stores. Like, they now are just restocking it. And they've been going since, uh, they've been going since the, since November. Christmas time, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were producing switches like crazy. Well, yeah, but it was just like when stores got maybe two or four of them, even with two DSs, they were gone within five minutes. Yeah, that's, that's obviously like everybody thought like, oh, the switch is going to be these, uh, hybrid thing. So I, you know, better buy a 3DS before they get discontinued. No, well, it's uh, not. It's not that everybody was looking for a Wii U because of the same reason. It's discontinued now. It's a collectible item. Well, uh, well, I know for 2DS it was the price because kids. Oh yeah, the 2DS is so cheap that if if you're not getting one, you're missing out. Right. Um. And it was just like kids were asking for the new 3DS. I think people were trying to get Wii U's because their kids were asking for it. Like a lot of parents, more parents were trying to buy stuff. So it wasn't uh, like people who were trying to flip them for a higher profit. It's not those like scammers and stuff. Um, that's, that's scalpers. Scalpers. Um, there are some scammers too because they try to use fake credit cards too. But they were there were a lot of parents definitely in my area during the holiday Anything Nintendo, they were buying. Like, barely anyone in my area touched PS4 or Xbox One. And that's for, look, that's for games and systems. If anyone touched the Xbox One, it might be the snail and maybe one game or whatever came with the system, that was it. They didn't touch any of those games throughout the holidays. I, I could see that, and I, I did watch some of that happening, too. Actually, I had a, a family member that was looking for a 3DS for somebody for Christmas and couldn't find them for shit anywhere, and, uh, you know, I I did a little poking around and didn't find much anything myself, but, yeah, they they didn't do much to stock it either, and I I do think part of that has to do with the Switch. I think part of it just has to do with the fact that they're they're bracing to phase it out. No, they're gonna continue it. I, I, they make they Nintendo makes too much money on 3ds to put their full commitment to Switch to make them profit. I mean, Switch is gonna make them money. Don't get me wrong, Switch is gonna make them money. Um, but if they could double their profits with their handheld and console business, they will. We'll see. We'll, I think we'll know definitively what direction they go probably by about the end of the year. Uh, well, yeah, well, I think by by E3 we'll know more. Uh, if they if they do, because hopefully they do like the fall Nindy segment like they did last year, um, and that would say something if they're doing more for 3DS at the in in the fall of that fall segment. Or they decide to do a Nintendo Direct for both Switch and 3DS, because they got too they got too many games that they announced from last last year's E3 that haven't got an official release date. 
you know, they've still got a whole lot of stuff that they've put out, you know, or that they said is coming for the Switch, too. So, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of stuff just floating right now. Yeah. I, well, I hope, hopefully, I, at E3, hopefully they talk at least about 10 or announce maybe seven titles for uh, 3DS. Um, hopefully 15 games for Switch and then maybe updates on indies and some new indies we shall see so i'm i'm hoping at least for like it, it might be a, a stretch but i'm kind of hoping for 30 games to be announced between both systems i don't think we'll see 30 games announced but i do think that they will show somewhere to the tune of about 30 yeah because they'll probably do like a flat uh a montage of games coming out, like of indie games. They'll and stuff. probably be revisiting and talking more about some stuff that they've already sh- announced. Yeah, and talking more about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Larry, what have you been playing? Like what you're doing right now, <laughs> and what um, you've been up to? I'm still off and on poking at Breath of the Wild. Um, I'll sit down for a little bit, turn it on wander around for an hour or two, find a shrine or two, a couple of Korok seeds, and then mm-hmm. put it back down again. Um, I put sufficient time to finally write a review for uh, Fast RMX in, um, which is absolutely fantastic. For the love of God, buy it. It's so good. Yes. Um, oh, what else? I'm thinking this week I will probably go back to playing more of The Witness. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else has been on my list? Uh, a little bit of snipper clips off and on. I'm right at the ass end of uh, Spectre Night, and I will probably write that review in the next couple days. So that's a thing that will be coming up. You can look for that. Um, Lord, what else? Hey, that's most of it. Did you do the update for uh uh for for Breath of the Wild? Like yep. automatically. Did you yep. notice any difference? Um I will say it does seem like it's dropping less frames. It it seems yeah. to run a little bit smoother. So yeah, it looks it, it looks more vibrant too. Around the Lost Woods, which is where I heard the biggest improvement is noticeable mm-hmm. but uh in general it, it feels a little less chuggy okay yeah because i was playing it on the wii u ver the wii u version and i could i could notice it but there's still some parts that it still chugs um right i didn't think they would fix it 100 percent, but at least it's better yeah i think so they'll probably do more updates and uh continue to fix the frame rate so no, I, I don't think we'll see any more focus on frame rate issues on it than what we just did. I suspect that they're going to look at it and go, look, it's better. It was already decent enough that we were okay with putting it out. You complained. We fixed most of it. We're going to stop here. I think they'll keep going because they got the DLC still to do. So, Yeah, but I don't think it's going to impact anything in terms of DLC. Yeah, well, we shall see. We shall see. Anything else? Um, ew. 
No, I, I think that's been most of it. Um, I will say my Switch was wonderful to have when I was uh, spending some time in the hospital uh, last week for various things. So, oh, how- yeah, the portability is nice. How's that Call of Duty Infinite Warfare? Uh, I've played maybe the first two or three hours. Um, was that this week? Yeah, it was this week, too. God damn it. Um, I actually quite enjoyed the first couple hours that I've played of it. Um, in terms of story, I really... I like their presentation. I'm not deep enough into... No, I do have thoughts on the story. I take that back. Um, but in terms of presentation, I like the fact that uh, it, it gives you or lets you keep some player agency pretty much the whole time mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, scenes where it's disseminating, you know, story information to you. Um, it, it does so in, you know, bits where it's like, walk with me and you're walking down corridors of office buildings and shit like that. And, you know, you're actually still in control of your character rather than just going, here's a cutscene, and you get to do nothing. Um, I really appreciate that fact. Um, I quite like the characters that I've been exposed to thus far. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy the uh, the robot, Ethan. Uh, he makes <laughs> yeah. me laugh. Um, so... No, I'm I'm enjoying it. I I think the story has parts that are reminiscent of some of the uh, the Mars Independence storyline from Babylon Five, which, like it or not, uh, that's that's your own personal prerogative. But I always thought it was interesting. I enjoyed it, so that part catches my eye. Um, still getting a handle on a couple tidbits, but for the most part. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, at least what I've played of it so far, and I will probably be playing more of it this week because I am off work for a week or two. All right, cool. Um, for well, me, thank you for sending that. By the way, that was a lovely present. It was a wonderful surprise. <laughs> yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know, Eddie like randomly sends me presents. Um, he, uh, my my roommate was looking for a Shovel Knight amiibo because there are fucking none of them in town here. And uh, Eddie said that there's like eight of them sitting at his fucking Toys R Us still. So he picked one up and he he shipped it to me. So I knew there was a package coming. So I get home one day and I go, oh, package from Eddie. Cool. Shovel Knight amiibo. And I open it up and there's a Shovel Knight amiibo. And there's also these adorable little Nintendo bibs for my daughter. And then uh, there's a copy of Infinite Warfare in there too. None of which he told me he was sending. Like, oh, yay, presents. You know, little things make the day better. Yes, yes, yes. Because Eddie's a fucking adorable sweetheart. No. Adrian, I I need to send you something one day in Canada. I don't know. It will be more expensive to send something than, I don't know. I'm flying here. I'm giving me a hug instead. Well, actually, well, not. Just, well, just actually, buy other seven Shovel Knight Amiibos at work and send them all to him. Oh, no. <laughs> up and roll around in them. You know me. I probably I'll be, will. You know me. I'd be like, Adrian, put this code in. 
Yeah. He'll put the code in. It'd be like fifty dollars for like Xbox One, so he could buy some games. It'd be like, okay, go have fun. Leave me, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, speaking of um, Xbox One, I have to hook it up again. But I finally changed my name, my uh, gamer tag. Uh-huh. So now everyone, everyone can add me, and we'll we'll play online whenever, whenever I actually set it up again. But yeah. I actually got to cut mine on and up, do the update. I haven't played mine in a while. Um, but everybody, for me, I've been playing Breath of the Wild, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I just beat the uh, third Guardian, like one uh, the third deity. I won't say who, so it won't be spoiler alerts. Um, well, the third one's going to be different for everybody, depending on what order Well, because if I say it, Adrian's going to get upset because he might have not did it, depending on how he's doing his exploration and story stuff. And he does it, He wants to wait for the book club to describe that. So I don't want to say anything. Don't shade that Adrian with a smile. Thank you. <laughs> I am smiling, even though you can see me. <laughs> so uh, I'm making progress in that. Uh, I am playing, still playing Horizon Zero Dawn, making progress in that. Um, I'm kind of, I think I'm, I'm gonna do my best to finish it, uh, like maybe this week. I'm, I'm really gonna be pressing through on trying to play, play that game. Um, to just let everybody know that this is a Monday. Um, Persona Five, uh, will be out Tuesday. Um, I am getting the collector's edition, so I do want to take pictures and I do want to post them. So hopefully that Monday night or that Tuesday, because the game stuff that I uh, pre-ordered, I paid it all off and I got to pick it up. Hopefully I could pick it up to, uh, the day you guys are hearing this recording and check out the website just to see all everything that I got. But Persona 5 is my like kind of next game. Um, that I'm that I'm picking up. I know I still need to get near Ghost Recon Wildlands and uh Mass Effect Andromeda, but those games will be coming later. But pretty much um and I also gotta find my Mad Max. I gotta put that on my PS4. I need I need to install that so I can put it on my uh hard drive. Uh but yeah, um Horizon and Breath of the Wild is what I've been playing. And I've literally been nerding out with Johnny Womack from uh, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Uh, shout out to them. I've been nerding out with him uh, about Horizon and telling him some of my problems with it, but you know, just like agreeing 100% on how he feels with the game. And even though this is not a final review, that review will be coming soon. Um, he gives it a 9.5 and I give it a 9. Like, so we did, like, doing the number thing. And he just, like, what's with the point five? And I explained to him. He's just like, okay, I can understand. Um, I, I have surpassed my anger <laughs> and just take the game is for what it is. But it is a beautiful game. I think it's one of the reasons to own a PS4 if you ever thought think about getting it. Because Horizon is good. And I will say that, once again, Horizon and Breath of the Wild are two separate games. You know, so like, yeah, one is vastly superior than the other. You know what? It's not. And Adrian, (laughs) Adrian, personal preference matters. (laughs) Adrian doesn't like the PS4 controller. Everybody, so, um, but yeah, don't get me started on that again. Yeah, I know, but (laughs) be here for fucking ever. Oh, yep. It's World One One. When have we not been forever talking about a topic? 
This is true. <laughs> hey, we just got into a topic, an unplanned topic, and Andrew was talking about what he's been playing. <laughs> yep. So, welcome to the podcast. Yes, everybody. Um, so we're gonna move on. We actually have a show I uh that I put together for the guys. Um, and this and we'll probably go off a little bit as normal, but um. It's been announced that GameStop will be closing around 150 uh, stores. And I kind of asked the guys, like, what does this say about the used game market? And for GameStop in particular, with all their shirts and other trinkets and stuff, do you think that's hurting the company? What'd you say, Larry? I swear we talked about this last week. We didn't. No, we didn't. We talked about Microsoft last week, remember, for E3. We didn't talk about the game stuff. I swear we mentioned this. No, we did not. Okay. Because you had the topic of that you wanted to talk about Microsoft. I know. I know. I know we talked about that. I am convinced we at least brought this up. Not this one. What 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 you guys think? How do you feel? Is the used game market changing? Because, you know, GameStop is Depends on that used game money to keep their business open. I think the used game market is definitely in need of being looked at in terms of a few things. Uh, in particular, um, I, I'm frustrated that for the most part, there is no other major retail chain um to compete with GameStop to force better prices mm-hmm. that annoys me to no end um because competition will drive superior prices plain and simple that's free market at work just is um on top of that i think it's also stupid that no digital platform yet really has done anything in terms of giving me the options to trade in games uh, in a digital format. Like, seriously, why the hell on Steam can I not, you know, buy a game for 40 bucks? Give me an option to trade it in and license for like 20 bucks. Larry? Say that again because you froze. All right, all right. I will repeat myself, but only go handsome. Um, I think it's retarded. And consoles should fucking get on it too because they're pushing uh, digital to, you know, no end either. But um, I, I think it's retarded that I can't buy a game digitally either you know on my pc or on my console and the platform knows what i paid for it you know i buy a digital game for 40 bucks on steam and it knows that i paid 40 bucks for it and it should get for bucks i own it for a month i've played it um I'm done with it. I will probably never touch it again. Let me trade it in digitally for 20 bucks, and then I'll go buy another $40 game, and you've just earned another $20 of my money. 
why is this such a complicated thing? In the meantime, they would rather just permanently lease us licensing rights. Because oh. right now, when I buy a game digitally, I, I don't own it. You know, God forbid something somebody decides, yeah, you know what, we're, we're just going to shut down that game. I now have a physical copy of something that I can't do anything with. It's bullcrap. Plain and simple. That's bullcrap. You know, I may no longer be able to re-download something, for example. Uh, you know, there there are cases where there are games that uh, the, the platform is now dead, the servers are gone, and something happened and maybe my data got corrupted, and I can't re-download that game for whatever reason. That game's gone forever. I have no physical copy of it, and, you know, I have nothing to show for it, even though I physically, you know, even though I bought it. So, you know, give me say my digital stuff, and I will probably be more inclined to buy more digital. But as it stands right now, it's a fucking mess. It's a broken system that needs vast adjustment before I start buying into anything 100% digital. I'm done. I finished complaining. Yeah, there are some freezing moments, but you'll be able to fix it. Um, Adrian, what what are your thoughts? Um, I'm sad that stores are closing because I like buying physical. I don't like digital uh, purchases. Um, and that's pretty much it. I don't I don't want stores to close. Uh, however, GameStop's policies are garbage to their employees and to their clients. And also, they, what's up with all the toys? Like, what is up oh. with that? I don't care about toys. Oh, my God, yes. We touched on this in the forums. I knew I talked about this somewhere. Um, yeah, the, the forums, uh, we, we discussed this a little bit. Um, I am so, so tired and over walking into GameStop and seeing more shelf space dedicated to toys, knickknacks, T-shirts, and other crap. Than actual games, because they bought some kind of uh, they bought some company. They partnered in with ThinkGeek. Okay, yeah. Uh, Adrian and Larry. Oh. I don't want a fucking keychain. I don't want a T-shirt. I have other places for that. I go to a game store for games, and frankly, I'm going to GameStop for less and less and less. You I mean, know, don't, the... don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I do like that they partner with ThinkGeek because uh, shipping from ThinkGeek to here is a pain. Um, but that being said, yes, why, like, more shelf space for those things than, than, uh, than actual games. Like, I see less and less games every day, and... I'm done. I, I I walk in for the games. I don't walk in for for the toys. I mean, it's nice that you have the toys, but that's not what I'm there for. Yeah. Who goes to GameStop and says, I'm going to go to GameStop because I need a, a knickknack? Well, no. they, they think of the gamer in mind that, you know, this would be a cool little trinket or a cool shirt or, you know, something that you could get uh, automatic, like quicker than ordering off of Amazon or something like that. 
Um, because there's not like a there's not like set game merchandise in retail stores. Like you can easily say there's T-shirts, but there's only like a limited amount of T-shirts. You can't get like keychains and uh, all those other kind of knickknacks like at Toys R Us or something. Um, or even like if if I was GameStop, I would do more soundtracks than I will do T-shirts and trinkets and stuff. You know, like if I'm able to import, like if I'm able to team up with the uh, studio or whoever from Japan to get like uh, CDs like imported to like do video game music, I would rather do that because th- that music you can't get here in America physically unless you order it from Amazon Japan. You could probably buy a dish a digital copy. But I'm like if you wanna hear the actual C D playing in your house or whatever, you might wanna like have that like without having to wait wait for it to come in to be ordered. Well I I can get behind that. You know, there there are some things that they could do but they don't seem to have an interest in that. It's just, I don't know. I, I think they've lost their way. They, you know, there are other things they could do to help themselves out too, because like I said, dear God, their trades are atrocious to boot, plain and simple. Their trades are God awful. I, I speak as somebody that worked at a former large chain, uh, competitive game store. And, we took great pride in our trade values being respectable. Um, you know, on top of that, they're they're not helping themselves out in terms of used any either, because when your used copy is less than ten dollars different, mm-hmm. not going to buy used. It's it's not worth it to me. Not for like five dollars, you know. That's less than a 10% difference. That's just asinine. Um, you've you've got to do better than that if you want to support your ecosystem. You know, and there are things that they could do to help themselves out. Um, you know, they, they could easily probably negotiate better deals in terms of what they're paying for new games from publishers if they were to give publishers a cut of the used game sales that they're getting in. But they don't do that. They keep all that for themselves. As I understand it, Best Buy at least does that. Um, so, you know, there's there's room to negotiate, but they don't want to budge on anything. They they continue to do what they do, and they're going to continue to wither until eventually they've killed themselves off under the weight of their own stupidity and stubbornness. But then you, do you think as uh, consumers that they'll just find another place to trading all those games because then now yeah because i do if if on the rare occasion i trade in a game i'm going to take it over to a local mom and pop shop because one i will right off the bat get better prices and two most of those shops i can usually haggle and negotiate with the owner nothing is fixed and if you know if i'm trading something in and i see Mm -hmm. two games for 30 bucks and, and i got 25 bucks in credit and I can ask the, the boss man behind the counter, say, trade both these in and give me both of those for 25 instead. And I'll go, oh, yeah, sure. And you know what? He will forever fucking earn my business and loyalty for that. Um, you know, there, there's some give and take there. 
And on top of that, he's far more reasonably priced on all of his stuff already than GameStop is. And then on top of that, my return patronage is uh, is appreciated because I I continue to, you know, garner FaceTime and tenure with him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I tend to get better deals the more often I come back. Okay. What about you, Adrian? None of that. Um, I don't, I don't really trade in, um, uh, my games. The few times that I've considered trading a game in, I usually find a way around it and just don't. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I've, I've told this story before how I went to GameStop years ago. This was, uh, I want to say 2009 or something like that. And a friend, uh, gave me a game to trade in. Uh, because he didn't have a like a GameStop or anything nearby, he told me just pick me up a PlayStation Network, uh, you know, like fifteen dollar car or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, sure, don't worry about it, I'll I'll, I'll help you out. Uh, so he went in, and as soon as I opened the door, I see the game that I was about to trade in. I want to say it was one of the kill zones, but I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, anyway, I see the game that I'm about to trade in uh, being sold at the same store used. For like forty five bucks or something like that, and I was just like, "Oh man, this is wicked!" They'd probably, you know, give me like half of that or whatever, maybe some more, and you know, like I'll give him the car and maybe get some extra money for myself or whatever. So I went into trading the game, and the guy says like, uh, "Yeah, the trading value is five bucks." I was like, "Hold on, like you're selling this game for forty five? And you give me five? Uh, yeah, but it's like a very old game, so you know it does it loses its value. Like, yeah, I get that, but like you are having a what, like five hundred percent margin profit on this? Uh, you know what? For uh, forget it. I'll, I'll just skip the game for myself. I bought the PlayStation card and I give that to him. So I, he basically sold me the game for fifteen bucks. Uh, so he got the better deal. I got a game, which I haven't played, obviously, but like I got a game uh, for fifteen instead of forty-five. So, I that's that's my that's my issue. Like th- those prices, like you're saying, they're completely wrong. They don't know how to to set those prices right, and they sell them for like five bucks cheaper than a new game. Like, why would I buy a used game if I can just buy the new one for five bucks more? And and that is that has happened that the used game is actually more than a new game. You'd be like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Yep. They wanna take the uh they they wanna screw the customer at just about every turn possible. You know? It's an old game. So we're gonna knock down the trade value, but we're not gonna bring the price down to match. It's like you can't do that and stay in business. Well, I, well, sometimes it's it depends on how many of how many copies of that game is being traded traded in. Definitely, I know with new releases that if you spend sixty bucks, you I don't know how much you get back. But when you look at it, you be like, it's so it's fifty four ninety nine, and the new game is fifty nine ninety nine. Like this game just came out; it shouldn't be used at all. Yeah, but even still, if I'm going to buy a used copy, you got to do better than five bucks off. I don't care how old it is. Yeah, it's it, it, that's I I'm 100 percent agree with you there, Larry. It, the the 
if you're selling me, uh, like, if you want me, like, if you want to entice me to buy a used game, which is your whole business, uh, yes, give me a better deal than just five bucks off a brand new game. If you are selling that game to me for, you know, half of what the new game is, mm-hmm. sure, I'll take, I'll take that. I'll, I'll buy the cheaper, you know, same version of the game. To just I don't get to uh, unwrap it, which you know for me is a joy. But I'm paying a lot less. I can buy two games instead of just one. Pretty right? much. So like it's like yeah, you have to give me a better deal. You're you're not you're not getting my business because of that, right? Like it's you're losing money. I'm spending more money. I'm not supporting your store and just moving on. Well, I, I'll still get the buy two, get one free. Uh, I'll take that. That's how I got the order. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so we're going to move on. Shut up, Larry. Under that stick. <laughs> Larry, I was, about to look, I was about to say, Larry, shut up. Because I need you to say something. <laughs> yeah, I am forever going to make fun of you for that. Hey, I got it for yep. free, so I'm not complaining. I rated the game. You still paid too much. Hey, I rated the game as $5 with a Wendy's coupon. That's good enough. So we're going to get to the last part of uh, today's uh, episode. And kind of want to ask you guys this question. Um, th- th- uh, some company is releasing a Sega Genesis game, um, a brawler coming out. And I p- posted you guys, like, would you love to see old consoles get new games for their system? Like, would you like to see a new Super Nintendo or even an N64 or GameCube game? Because I know a lot of companies or a lot of indie people, garage companies or something, um, they do, like, a lot of Dreamcast games. But would you guys like to see, like, these, like, something for, like, for the Super Nintendo ever come back out? Adrian, I'm going to let you field it because I know you're on a time crunch. Yes. Uh, yes, thank you. Um... You know, like I, I, I've backed uh, projects on Kickstarter for brand, you know, quote unquote new uh, uh, NES games or Super Nintendo games. I would love to back a N64 project, but apparently that is like incredibly painful to code for, uh, which makes me sad. But whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, you know, the 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 homebrew community are making retro games for the actual consoles that they. Wanted those games on? Sure, give them to me. Like I'm more than happy to add something to my collection, especially if it's a physical cartridge. Uh, to add something to my collection that I don't have or will never have otherwise, and that most people out there won't play either. Like that's that sounds awesome to me. Yeah. What about you, Larry? I'm probably gonna hold the unpopular opinion here, but. That, that being said, um, I really, I don't think I want it to become a big thing uh, in the indie community for for a couple of reasons. Um, one, I appreciate, you know, games that come out that have that retro style and sensibility, Shovel Knight and Axiom Verge all day, um, Cave Story needs some love too because i don't think we've really talked much about cave story but i love cave story we'll have Um, an episode about cave story because i have thoughts on that game but in any case here's the thing 
while those games had that look, that style, that sensibility, they wouldn't actually run on that kind of old hardware. There are things that are underlying that are beyond the capabilities of an old Super or, you know, original NES or a Genesis or anything like that mm-hmm. that, you know, help smooth out and make that experience more enjoyable, and I like that. On top of that, um, I'm not opposed to paying money for something that I really want, but uh, case in point with the, the, the new uh, Genesis Brawler that's coming out, um, production for those cartridges, especially, you know, when you're doing it in such small quantity, is expensive. Holy fuck nuts. We're talking about $70 for a Genesis cartridge brawler. Think about that for a minute. That's for a basic bare bones copy of the game. 70 bucks. Now, if that brawler comes out digitally for like 5 10 15 bucks, I'll pony that up in a heartbeat because it looks like fucking fun. Yes. That commercial is fantastically ridiculous. The game looks like fun. Um, and, it features uh, a very large, burly, half-naked Asian man screaming into a microphone, and then some very smooth, relaxing music at the end. It's a very weird thing. You should all watch it. And, I'll post a link to it. And, but in any case, uh, before you go, Larry, um, the title is called Paparium. P A P R I U M. So if you want to look it up, Paparium, and like Larry said, he'll post it on the uh, forum. Uh, but go ahead, Larry. But yeah. In any case. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those things that, like you said, it's expensive and that's cost prohibitive. And, uh, you know, I, I'm one of those people, I would like to get the most out of my, uh, the most game for my money. So if I can get a copy of that, you know, digitally for 10, 15 bucks, I'll do that. And then if I really like the game and it just, it, it gets me right here, nice little soft spot, you know, and the uh, whole the, in my chest where my heart used to be, um, you know, then I will spend big money to get a physical copy. But going in blind, I'm not going to drop 70, 80, 98 bucks for, for something like that. I'm just not. Yeah. I, I know they have the Sega Genesis collection where it's not actual Sega Genesis and you could put old cartridges in there to make it work. Um, I, hopefully, if it does work on that system, I would do. I would get that. Um, for me, um, I kind of would like to see like a first print, you know, be on those old school consoles. That would be cool for those who want to get it. And then anyone who wants to still play it but could get it digitally on the other consoles. So like the old school consoles be like the time exclusive. And the modern consoles, at least they can still make a profit and regroup some of the costs of it um that's how i would i would like to see it see it be done because i would love to like play a uh, super nintendo game in this modern time like uh something that's never came out or sega genesis or turbo graphics something like that i would love to see all of that being done and yes i know with modern consoles it, it, it the feel of it is there but not the actual style of it meaning that you know, with taking Shovel Knight for um, Shovel Knight for example, there's some things in Shovel Knight that wouldn't have been done on the NES, but the feel of it and the look and the style uh, still makes you think of a Nintendo game. So there's just that feel, but it's not a lot of that stuff that's on that game couldn't have been done on the actual Nintendo. So, 
But with that, everybody, that is our show. Um, before we go, Adrian, what would you like to plug? Let us know. What's up? Uh, you know, follow my company, The First Machine, at thefirstmachine.com uh, for uh, the latest news. Although I don't update the website often. So actually follow us on Twitter. That's probably uh, what I, pr- I post most of the updates. Uh, we have a new game coming out soon and, you know, follow us there and you'll get notified when we do. Yes. Adrian, will you be joining us for E3? What do you mean? Will you be at the show? Will you be recording no. with us? Oh, I didn't know. I thought Larry was going to. Yeah, Larry is going, but we're going to still be recording throughout the week. You know, we... It's E3. We're probably going to be talking about a lot of uh, what Larry's actually been playing. Talking about ideas. fucking everything. Yeah. Yeah. I. 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 I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know if I'll have the time. But sure. If I'm. If I. If I'm not available, I'm game. I All love right. talking Yay. E3. Yay. Yeah. Because I'm taking days off for that. Um. You know. Uh. So that I'll be able to record because I'm kind of, I'm definitely gonna be busy popping on other people's podcasts, recording World One One Optional Opinion and all of that. So I'm going to be definitely busy with that. Um, but yeah, everybody follow Frozen Machine. Um, Larry, plug what you got going on. Um, I will probably be spending some time streaming on Twitch over the the coming week or two. Um. Coming up this week, I swear to Christ, I will get the the Spectre Knight um, review up. Um, it, it is taking me some effort and some time to get back into the rhythm of writing. On top of that, doing reviews, which is something that I didn't do a lot of when I was doing more writing uh, a number of years ago anyways. It's a very different style of thing to, for me to approach. Um, that being said... Um, so that's, that's coming. Um, we are on Twitch. Uh, like I said, I will probably be streaming some Infinite Warfare and maybe some Rocket League. Uh, you're going to have to forgive me because the Twitch setup, uh, is just the Xbox One with the Xbox One Connect, and Eddie keeps telling me it sounds like garbage, and I have no idea what I can do to fix it, but I keep dinking with it, hoping anyways. So, um... Uh, I'm probably gonna send you uh a link, Larry, if you care to order one. Um, cause like the headphones that I'm using now, it has a mic to it. These Sony headphones, and if you plug it into the controller, it'll pick up. Um, and so when you talk, you'll sound you'll sound more professional. So that the the camera won't pick you up. You'll you'll have the mic in the controller, and you'll be able to hear yourself in the game. Yeah. I- order shit right now there is uh no extra money floating around trust me <laughs> so but yeah that's uh that's most of everything um as always you know uh the main source of news of anything that we do is on the facebook page i really do need to pay more attention to our twitter i swear i will get better at it um what else uh twitch Twitter, Facebook, um, catch us on iTunes. Uh, big, big, huge fucking welcome and hello, by the way, because I noticed we had a huge uptick in traffic over the last week on uh, people listening to the show. So if you're new, hi, I hope we have not 
well, I won't say I hope we haven't offended you. That's usually a personal goal for me. But, you know, I hope you at least enjoyed it a little bit um, if you're the masochistic type. Um, but other than that, you know, stick around. We, we hope to uh, see more of your uh, your gorgeous, sexy faces. Yay. And you can follow us on Twitter at world one underscore one podcast. You can email the show because we want to hear what you guys think about Rocket League being on the Switch and what you guys been playing. What you think about GameStop and the used game market? Um, what would you like to see of old school games was coming back? You know, how, what game would you recommend that you would or maybe a sequel or something? Um, and any other thing that you guys would like to talk about, you can email us at world11podcast at gmail.com, W-O-R-L-D-1-1 podcast at gmail.com. You can hear more of our episodes at shoutengine.com. Um, once again, thank you everybody for listening and, you know, checking us out. Um, I have a podcast called Optional Opinion. You guys can find that at SoundCloud, the anonymous radio network.podme.com, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcasts apps um just so you guys can follow me there um i have a blog uh from last week uh called what a character uh on ign.com under anime e-n-i-m-e that's my latest optional opinion um i talk about characters that have made an impact in the industry that's like you know that's a lot of people's favorites and stuff so do check out those blogs um the podcast will be coming out later i sorry i had to postpone it because i had to work uh, so I wasn't able to get it out. So do guys do check that out. Um, hopefully you guys follow me on Twitter at that's retro code. Um, and you can find me on Facebook under ever Varnell and check out my, uh, the order 1886 review that I posted on the forum. Um, we have now got everything together. Reviews will be going on world one-on-one page. Correct. Our Facebook page, not yes. the forum, forums for conversations and discussions. Speaking of conversations and discussions, Adrian, pimp the book club. Uh, yeah, uh, we are going to have a, I guess, goodbye to the Wii U uh, coming up soon. Probably by the time you're hearing this, it's going to be up, actually. Um, and yeah, we're going to, you know, choose uh, talk our best experiences on the console, you know, Take it or leave it, but the Wii U was quite enjoyable, and I had lots of fun with it, and I met a lot of good people thanks to it. Hi. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like you guys, right? Like, uh, we started talking thanks to, uh, well, with Larry, it was uh, Super Metroid. That's when we started talking. Uh, but with Eddie, sorry? Metroid Prime. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that too. But you actually helped me out a little bit. Uh, we weren't talking that much back then. This is uh, true. During Super Metroid, it's yeah. Involved until Prime. Yeah. Um, I ran all yeah. through Super Metroid in one day. Me and Johnny did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, that um, that's really cool. It was a really nice console, and you know, the Switch has taken over pretty much every one of every single one of our lives, except Eddie. Uh, but we want to, you know say goodbye to the Wii U and talk about, you know, like our top three, not our top three, but like the three games that we basically enjoyed the most on the console and tell uh. some stories about it. And, uh, yeah, so that's come, that's going to be coming up soon. Uh, follow me. Well, not follow me. Go to, 
What is it? Facebook.com slash groups slash NBC Book Club. Yes. Or Nintendo Book Club. Yeah, no, NBC Book Club. Yeah, that's that's the name of the group. And, and also yeah, join you can, us. You can join there. Yeah, and also, guys, you can join us on NBC Video Game Book Club for April. We'll be discussing The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So um, if you guys have that copy for Wii U and Switch, play it. We want to hear your thoughts on uh, the page. Because um, I want to see what everybody thinks. I know some people don't want stuff to be spoiled, but I want to hopefully I can hear everybody's adventure or something cool that they just want to mention this show. You know, that's and what that's, I want to uh, see. And that's why we gave we gave uh, Zelda like two months, right? So everybody, you know, plays at their own pace and mm-hmm. explore as much as they want to explore and do the things they want to do without feeling pressure like, uh, this is, you know, the month is going to come, come up and I haven't been in the game or I don't want to, you know, listen to the episode because it's might be a spoiler or blah, 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 right? So, you know, you still have all of April uh, until until then. We'll, you know, we'll talk some Wii U stuff, so. Yeah. And Adrian, when is the poll going up for the next system again? Will that be coming in a couple of weeks? Uh, Yeah, I'll probably start that on the second week of April, so. Okay. Oh, and everybody, just to let you know, next week's episode will be on my birthday. So, um, if you want to wish we'll me, <laughs> if you want to wish me anything, any uh, early birthdays, you guys can. Um, but our next show it should be about me. <laughs> no, it won't be about me. Someone will do something stupid on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, and we'll discuss it. So. And with that, everybody, that is the show. And we will see you until next time. And with that, we are out. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Larry. I'm going to miss you guys during this podcast. I will talk to you throughout the week. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everybody.